politics, sports, movies. You are listening to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the show, and thank you for listening. If this is your first time listening, thanks for checking the show out. If you're a return listener, thanks for coming back and continuing to listen. The show is available on the following podcasting apps. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and CastBox. If you listen to the podcast using one of these apps, please click subscribe, and this will allow you to receive notifications when new episodes are uploaded. This podcast covers three different subjects, sports, movies, and politics. Each episode is dedicated to one of these topics. You can follow the show on social media. The handle for Twitter is at BendYourEarPod. This is also the handle for Instagram. If you want to email the show, the email is BendYourEarPodcast at gmail.com. If you're not using a podcasting app to listen to the show, you can always get episodes directly from the website, which is www.LetMeBendYourEar.com. With the obvious issues going on the last few weeks, regarding police brutality as it relates to the black community. I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach in this episode of the podcast. I'm going to ask anyone listening to not think about their opinion about something, but what their default position is. What is your default position when you hear or see a story regarding police brutality as it relates to black people in the United States. And I'll get into that in a moment, what I mean by what your default position is. Before I do that, though, I think it would be appropriate to acknowledge the three most recent deaths. I'm going to go work my way backwards from Ahmaud Arbery, who a couple of months ago, I believe February 23rd, was jogging and was accosted and murdered by two individuals, actually three individuals were involved, was shot and killed for jogging. So my thoughts and prayers are with his family. And then Brianna Taylor, an EMT in Louisville, Kentucky. She was in her own home with her boyfriend when authorities broke in to serve a warrant And Breonna Taylor, who was 26 years old, I believe, I believe her 27th birthday would have just passed, was shot and killed. There's been speculation. Uh, I know the case has been reopened. I think there is accusations that they served a warrant on the wrong house or some questions about her boyfriend who was living with her at the time. But uh, she was shot and killed in her own home. And, of course, the most recent and kind of galvanizing murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Most people have either seen or heard about the video of the officer who had his knee placed firmly on Mr. Floyd's neck for almost nine minutes. The last three of those minutes, it appears that he had perished and he was murdered. So before I get into what I'm talking about, the question I'll be asking in this podcast, what is your default position? I think as a result of these tragedies, I want to make my position very clear. 
This is not an opinion podcast for the sake of I am not going to be opining about the protest, looting, rioting, the police in this podcast. I am going to be asking anyone that's listening to this podcast to look inward. But before I do that, I do want to give my opinion. This will be the only time you'll hear my opinion on this. And I'm quite clear. These three American citizens, these three black American citizens were murdered in no uncertain terms. They were murdered. So just so we're clear on my position there, these were three murders. And the protests around the country are a result of these murders. And I am in total agreement with protesting. As long as I've had this podcast, I've been a big believer and actually my entire life in freedom of assembly and freedom of speech, whether it's freedom of speech to say what you want, listen to what song you want, all speech should be protected and that freedom is a fundamental right and one of the things that does make the United States of America a great country. Any assault or threat on that right is an existential threat to all of us as a society. So I want to make that part clear as well. But the important point here is these three American citizens, these three black Americans were murdered. So now that we've got that out of the way, and my opinion is clear on that, the, only reason, the other reason I wanted to say that as well is because I know anyone listening to the remainder of this podcast, because unfortunately this is the polarized world that we live in, and I've discussed polarization many times on this podcast, and I'll continue to do that moving forward. But whatever you hear me say in the next 20 to 30 minutes of this podcast, certain people are going to say, well, he has an agenda. He thinks these people were murdered, so of course he must be anti this or pro that. So that's why I wanted to make my opinion up front clear. If you think I have an agenda, I can't help what you think. And frankly, I don't care what you think. This podcast is for me to discuss the issues that I feel strongly about. Now, I I usually discuss movies, politics, and sports. This is not really one of those three issues, even though there's, I guess, a political element to it. But I don't really care about that. What I'm asking... And the title of this episode is going to be, What is Your Default Position? So what does that mean? What that means is, as you listen to this and have absorbed the news of these people that were murdered, I want you to think about it honestly. When you first heard about it, whether it was Ahmaud Arbery or Breonna Taylor or George Floyd, what was your you want to call it initial reaction, Uh, what did you think? But I'm asking you the specific question, what's your default position? And the reason I'm terming it that is because I think when it comes to race relations in this country, everybody, including me, has a default position. When you hear a story of anything as benign, not that racism is benign, but anything from discrimination from an institution all the way to the most extreme cases that we're hearing now of police brutality on black Americans. 
What is your default position when you hear that a person of color was killed while in police custody? I want you to think about that question. I want you to think and look inside yourself because I think there's way too much talking and opining and way too little listening and looking inward on what your default position is. I'll start with myself, my default position. I'm in Orlando, Florida, and I didn't mention the Trayvon Martin case, but that case, obviously, uh, a horrible situation. Uh, Trayvon Martin was murdered by George Zimmerman, and as you well know, uh, George Zimmerman was acquitted of that crime. Now, at the time, my default position was, when I heard the entire story of what happened, my default position was Trayvon Martin was murdered, and the person that murdered him should get a fair trial. I would have thought he would have been found guilty and he would have served whatever sentence was appropriately handed down by the state of Florida. None of that happened. And Florida actually reacted with peaceful protests. There was some scattered violence, but peaceful protests, I think my default position was I was angry at that outcome. But I moved on with my life, like most people do, after something like that happens. So that was my default position. It was, I think, a decent default position. I always thought it was a murder. But it's not a spectacular default position. I didn't go out and join the protest. I didn't do anything personally to speak out about it uh, at the time. So I'll start there. So what is your default position when you hear a case like the Trayvon Martin situation? Was your default position kind of like mine where you, and when you heard the whole story, knew it was a murder, felt it was a murder, and thought George Zinneman should have been convicted? Or was your default position, there's more to the story, George Zimmerman must have felt in danger because that was his defense, uh, that there was a skirmish and he, the gun came out, gun was fired, but uh, Trayvon Martin was an imminent threat even though George Zimmerman actually followed him and escalated the situation. So this leads me to my next question. When you hear either the recent story or any other stories of police brutality resulting in the death of a person of color while in the custody of the police, is your default position, well, I have heard this happen before, but not all cops are bad. So if that is your default position, the first thing that pops in your head when you hear one of these stories, I would ask you to consider why is that your default position and why do you feel the need to immediately say all cops aren't bad? I'm not going to offer any answers on that, but I'm going to follow it up with another question. When you hear of a violent crime, when someone is murdered, doesn't matter if it's a person of color or not, doesn't matter if the, well, let me, let me, let me clarify. You hear about a murder of one civilian to another civilian. So one person murders another person, the race, gender, any of that is irrelevant. So let's assume it's a, it's a white perpetrator and a white victim. 
or a woman and a man, doesn't matter. How come I don't, at least I've never noticed the default position of most people when they hear a, a, a story about a crime like that and they don't say, well, all men are not murderers or all women are not murderers or all humans are not murderers. There's bad apples. That that explanation is never offered up in a conventional murder where there's a uh, victim that's not a person of color and the perpetrator is not a police officer. So there's no qualification. We all look at something like that and we're all outraged. And for the most part, people want to see the murderer brought to justice. So why in a situation where the police murder someone is a lot of persons or a lot of people's default position well not all cops are bad so just think about why would that be why do you immediately go to there instead of having the same outrage that you would have if it was a civilian murdering another civilian and and there was no law enforcement component to it just just the the loss of life due to a violent act perpetrated by another human being. I would ask, I have my own theories on that, but again, I'm asking in this podcast, if you're listening to it, I'm asking each and every person that's listening to this right now, that's listening to what I'm saying, to ask yourself, what is my default position? And why do I have that default position? Another position that I think a lot of people have when they hear, a person of color is murdered while in police custody is, well, there must be more to the story or the person that was murdered must have been doing something to warrant the violent response by law enforcement. I think that's the default position of a lot of people. My response to that would be the three cases that I brought up to you at the outset of this podcast Ahmaud Arbery was jogging. Breonna Taylor was in her own home. Now, George Floyd was in the process of being arrested. His alleged crime uh, was not anything of a violent nature. I believe he was allegedly either trying to pass a bad check or a counterfeit bill or something that's really not a violent crime. And even if he was committing a crime at the time, I think we would all agree that ending up dead was not the appropriate response to his alleged crime, even if he was guilty of that crime, which of course we'll never know because he's not here. So when if your default position is, well, the person that ended up dead must have been doing something to warrant a violent response from the police, I've just literally given you three examples that's happened in the last four months where that's not the case. So those are the ones that we know about through either the media or through cell phone videos. So that's another default position that people take. If you have that position, again, I would ask you to look, why do you have that position? Why is it that you think that any time a person of color or even any suspect, if you don't want to take, we want to take race out of it for a moment, even though I think it's hard to do that. Any person that dies in police custody, your default position is, well, hey, they must have resisted. They must have 
done something to warrant a lethal response from law enforcement. And again, I think there's been case after case after case, many more than the three that I've mentioned that have been in the public eye in the last few months that would contradict that default position. So why am I choosing to go at it at this route? I think, as I said a little bit earlier, there's way too much talking from people that don't have the unique perspective of being a person of color or minority and dealing with law enforcement. There's too much of people that link their own experience and extrapolate that experience out to be the entire country or everybody else's experience. And when they hear something that's uncomfortable and race in the United States of America is an uncomfortable topic. We as a country, I love this country with all my heart. I'm glad I live here. But let's be honest, the United States is not very good at confronting the misdeeds of its past that are heinous, whether it's the murder of Native Americans and, of course, the very, very checkered history with African Americans in this country, with black Americans in this country. We as a nation, a lot of people in this nation, just do not want to talk about it, pretend it doesn't exist, pretend that it's in the past and it's not something that is an issue today. I think the events over the last six months have proven that to be false. And again, as a nation, we need to confront this, but... I feel, and at least for the purposes of this podcast, I want each and every person listening to this podcast to look inward, not look outward, not to say that you don't take action and do what you feel you need to do to affect change in an outward manner. But before any change can be affected in a meaningful way, all of us, regardless of race, have to look inside and really listen and look inside our hearts as to why we may have a default position when we hear about an issue of race that makes us uncomfortable and look at our default positions and reassess our default positions. Ask ourselves, why do I feel this particular way when I hear a story of a person of color being murdered while in police custody? Why is my default position to either immediately try to say that not all police are bad or immediately say the person that ended up dead must have done something to warrant the response causing the death. If those are your two, one of your two default positions or if you have both, then I would ask you as an American, as a human being, to really ask yourself honestly, Why is that my position? Because I think if you take that deep look inside yourself, I think you'll come to an understanding as to why maybe you have that position and maybe consider changing that position or at least looking into what has been going on and what has been happening 
for the longest time that has not stopped. And we live in an age where every single person is now an eyewitness to their cell phone. I see the situation becoming more frequent because it's being videoed. I wouldn't even say more frequent. Maybe it's the same. We're just seeing it more. And as American citizens, our default position should always be to make sure that all of our citizens are protected and have the same protections that they are entitled to in this country. So I would ask, what is your default position on issues of race? What is your default position on issues of police brutality against people of color? What is your default position? We've all had default positions on this issue that I think have been lacking, and I include myself in that group of people. I think I've always had a sensitivity and an acknowledgement in my life that there is racism. I've read stories regarding that. I consider myself a student of American history. I live in Florida. I read the book regarding the city of Rosewood, Florida, which was a thriving African-American community in the early 20th century that was essentially burned down to the ground over a false accusation of the rape of a white woman by a black man from Rosewood that was turned into a film. I've, I've made myself aware of the injustices of America against black Americans throughout its history from the Civil War through Jim Crow, through Reconstruction, through the Civil Rights Movement, lynching, and now police brutality. This is a fabric of the American story that cannot be denied. And I think what we're seeing now as a result of technology, meeting activism, I think the timing is a perfect storm. And I would even throw in the fact that people have been quarantined for the last three months with a virus. They're already on edge. And there's been one too many murders and people have had it. And you're seeing people of all colors, all creeds, all sexual orientations in the streets protesting. By and large, peacefully, I might add. Uh, the other thing I would ask you to do, other than look inward, I have myself, I am a news junkie, admittedly. I have turned myself off from televised news coverage for the last almost two weeks now, and I'm better for it. I've been receiving my news, reading it, reading stories, reading them online, reading them from news sources. Uh, I think one of the things that I've learned in this last couple of weeks and something that I've neglected to do is to read the news instead of viewing the news and consuming it like I've been doing and like most people do. Uh, I think in these days I kind of miss the newspapers, but the fact that I've been reading the news has been much, much more enriching as far as getting information that I need as I disseminate the situations that have been happening. You get what you don't get in television, whether it's, and I don't care which network you watch, Fox News all the way to MSNBC, you're, you're getting a slant and a viewpoint, whereas when I can read it, I can get nuance, 
context and that allows me to make my own informed decision about what I think of these issues. Now, as it comes to these three murders, it's pretty cut and dry. I don't think I need anything to be explained to me. These three people were murdered. Ahmed Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and George Floyd were murdered. I don't think there's anything that needs to be translated or thought of or debated. I think that goes without debate. But again, I would urge you and caution anyone that's consuming their news via television to take a break. There's other ways to disseminate news and to get it in a way that you will still be informed, but you can make up your own mind because there's too little of that now. There's too little intellectual curiosity. There's basically confirmation bias and everybody living in their silos. And again, I've discussed this issue as I have talked about polarization. I even did the episode on COVID with the same situation regarding face mask and how people respond to that. But I just want to say, please, I'm asking anyone listening to this show to ask yourself, what is my default position when it comes to issues of race in this country? Because as you can see, if you're reading or watching the news in any any kind of substantial way in the last couple of weeks, you're starting to see, I think, something that feels different this time. It feels different. The outrage feels different. And I mean that in a positive way. I think, and I'll, I'll be optimistic here, that this is something that feels like it's going to be sustained. And it feels like people are starting to realize, people maybe that had default positions of uh, immediately minimizing police actions against people of color. I think they're even starting to realize that there's a problem, uh, a problem that needs to be addressed, and it needs to be addressed not by the black community, but by all communities, by all Americans. We need to shine a light on it and eradicate this insidious issue of race that has tainted our otherwise fantastic country. So I think when I see the protest and when I see what's been going on and the dialogue that's resulted in it, I think that's all going to benefit the United States. And and it's it's about time the conversation takes place. So again, I would ask you, uh, whatever your default position is on issues of race, I would ask you if you feel that this is overblown or if you feel that it's not a problem, I would just ask you as one American, as one human being to another, to look deep inside why you feel that way. Look deep inside as to what your default positions are and get out of your comfort zone and address the issues that are going on and and see why you feel that way and dialogue with people maybe that you don't dialogue with regularly and find out and do less talking and more listening. Try not to take anything personally. Just listen. Just listen to what people are saying and digest that and empathize. I think we have uh, a huge capability of empathy as Americans, but I think like any kind of muscle, a lot of times that empathetic muscle doesn't get used very often. And with issues of race, a lot of times that empathetic muscle is not used at all. And I think a lot of that stems from, again, silos. You, If you've never experienced 
any kind of issue due to race in your entire life, you assume that it's either an overblown issue or it's not an issue at all. I would just ask you to just take a step back from that opinion. I'm not telling you to change your opinion overnight. I'm asking that you take a step back. Think about what people are saying, not the way they're saying it, not if they're saying it or demonstrating it in a way that you don't love or doesn't make you make you comfortable. I'm asking you to look beyond that, to look at the message and listen to the message. Forget about how the message is delivered. Don't don't use the delivery of the message to not be of your liking as a way out. Don't give yourself an out. That's probably, now that I'm saying it, that's what I would say. What is your default position? And don't give yourself an out. Don't give yourself an out by saying, I don't like looting. I don't like protests in the street. I don't like kneeling before the flag. And this is another default position that I would like to challenge anyone that's listening to to think about. When Colin Kaepernick, the NFL quarterback, wanted to take a knee and took a knee through the national anthem, there was this outrage. Remember, he was protesting against police brutality and police interactions with people of color. He was the epitome of a peaceful protest. And if I remember correctly, a lot of the United States were totally against it to the point where he was blackballed from the league. That was a nonviolent protest. And then what I'm hearing now in the wake of some of the violent protests are the same people going, well, I don't have a problem with peaceful protests. I have a problem with the fact that they're violent and looting. That's a little disingenuous because when you had someone peacefully protesting, you had a problem with that too. So if that's your default position, I would challenge you, not criticize you, but I would challenge you to look at that position and look at the inconsistency of that position. You didn't like the peaceful protests, but now that they're not peaceful, you don't like the violent protests. So that basically puts you in the boxes to say you don't like any protest. So I don't think that's true. I would challenge you to look at your position on that and don't give yourself an out. Don't say, I would listen if there weren't looting or I would listen if there were no violent protests or I would listen if they didn't block a road or I would listen if they didn't say bad things about the president or the Congress. Whatever out, you don't give yourself that out. Because you don't love the way the message is delivered. Listen to the message. Forget about the delivery system. Because the message is valid. The message is important. And the message needs to be heard so we can continue to move this country forward and make it better. America is great, but it can always be better. And there's a lot of things as it relates to race that we're not good at. And a lot of that is because I think we as Americans give ourselves an out over issues of race. It's uncomfortable. I'm not a racist. I don't know anybody that is a racist. We give ourselves all these outs that kind of absolve us of trying to dig into this issue. I would ask everyone, don't give yourself that out. If you have a default position that is in conflict with the protests that are going on or the pleas of the African-American community or people of color as it relates to interactions with the law enforcement, I would ask you to rethink that position or at least listen to what they're saying. Do not give yourself the out of ignoring it because you don't like the method of delivery. I would ask you, it's important. It's important to the future of this country because this is a situation that has been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years 
and we have not still addressed it satisfactorily enough. It's beneath us as a country to ignore this issue and not address it head on and do something about it. America is too good for that, and it's beneath us if we don't address that. That behavior is beneath the United States. So please, please look at your default position. Challenge yourself. Don't challenge other people. Don't yell at other people. Look inward. Challenge yourself and challenge your beliefs. Take in information that makes you uncomfortable. It'll help you learn. It'll help you grow. And hopefully it'll help you be an agent of change because it's going to take all of us to make that change. So please look inward. Talk less. Listen more. Thank you for listening to the show. If you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts or any other podcasting app, please take a moment to rate and review. This is a quick and easy way you can help the show attain a higher profile in searches when people are seeking out new podcasts. Another way you can help raise the profile of the podcast if you enjoyed what you heard or you think a friend might like it is to share the episode on your social media. This is another easy way to help the show reach a wider audience. The show is available on the following podcasting apps, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and CastBox. Episodes can also be downloaded directly from the website at www.letmebendyourear.com. If you want to email the show, the email is bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening to the show, and I hope everyone has a great week.